Hello to all my crippled disciples, welcome to Candy Slept, and today we are going to talk about feeling out of control, what death feels like, and what can we look forward to. All this coming right up on Candy Slap. stay tuned. All right, everybody, it's so good to be with y'all. Today is Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. We are officially in the fall season. Where did that time go? Where did all that summer heat, summer fun, summer beauty, and summer loving just go off to? Well, it's gone, I guess, in the blinking and twinkling of an eye. And so that kind of sucks for all you summer lovers out there, myself included, but you know, there is so much beauty in change. There is so much beauty in what we see with the uh, changing of the seasons and, you know, a lot of fall lovers out there as well who just love the looks and the colors and the cooler weather of fall and, you know, it's also stew, chili, and soup season and hunting season is upon us. You know, it's just, as much as it sucks, people that, like, myself who love summer, we just aren't very susceptible to changing things. You know, we just simply do not like the change. We don't like the uh, colder weather coming because it kind of symbolizes death and it symbolizes of things dying and, you know, it just feels like things are over, things are ending. We entered the season of despair, the season of dread, the season of slowness, depression, season of what next? And, you know, there's all kinds of emotions that uh, parallel that of the uh, seasonal change we have on this planet. When you think of spring, you think of uh, growth and rebirth, something new. When you think of summer, you think of the passion, you think of the love and the joy and the endless happiness and the endless possibilities that come with summer and summer evenings, fire, warmth, summer music, the beach, all these uh, places of of community and, uh, you know, like in the, in, out in the wildlife, it's like uh, you go to the beach, it's like being out in the town watering hole, that kind of thing. And just how we have that communal and camaraderie together of just being out in the warm weather. And so with that said, we think about the regrets as well. The regrets of things we didn't do, things we should have done, things we could have done, but pulled out and chose not to. You know, there's a lot of that. It's amazing how God designed us to see the similarities in the changes of the world and the planet systems and how that uh, goes along with our own changes. So I look at all this and I'm thinking, how does that compare with 
the things going on in our own lives. You know, we may not like the, some of us that is, may not appreciate or favor the seasonal changes. I'm one of the few who wishes, like at least one of the few in my social circle who wishes summer could stay year round. Uh, but most people, you know, they say that, but then they come to the point where, you know, it's time for change. You know, uh, people love the change of the seasons. And, you know, the people that don't like it, it's, you know, why we don't like change is because we feel the sense of being out of control. I ain't talking about being crazy. That's a whole other discussion for another day. I'm just talking about feeling like we have no say in anything. Maybe we, uh, kind of like what Neo in The Matrix said, he has like the idea of not being in control of his life. You know, and Morpheus says, I know exactly what you mean. We all feel that way. We all have that fear. The fear of being out of control. The fear of not having a say. The fear of not dictating our life. The fear of the possibility of no free will. Or the way I like to say it is no free choice. That every choice made by us is predetermined. That every decision we make is already said. That no matter what we think we could do differently, it's not going to be the case. In, in the sense of that our choices aren't going to matter in the grand scheme because they are already preset. The whole idea of that is very frightening. Just in general of not feeling in control, feeling like we don't have a direction or anything like that. Is there a destiny for us? Are we all just floating on a breeze, as Forrest Gump says? Is there a point to prayer? Is there anything being with purpose? Are any of my prayers being answered? Maybe not in the way I see it, but it will sure be nice if I could see the results of my prayers to God. And you know, what is this promised healing that the Bible portrays to us? Why do we always feel and fear the sense of being out of control? Like if anything is outside our understanding or our safety or our control, sorry. We just feel the biggest dread and we feel like there's nothing we can do about it, which is one of the biggest fears many of us have and the biggest struggles. There are moments in our lives where we want things to change, but in the sense of our own understanding. If we like change, it's because we have a say in it. 
and we decide what that change is going to be. Not something that does it for us, not something that says it's all good, you have nothing to do about it. That can be very frightening, even for believers. That we have no say in our lives, or we have no say in the matter of the way our lives go, or who we will marry if we marry someone at all, or what kind of pain will be bestowed upon us. Several weeks ago, we talked about, like, if you could see your entire life all at once, like God does, all the pain and the miseries, would you still follow through with it? We talked about that weeks ago. The obvious answer is no. From right away, like, your, your honest, uh, raw answer and your raw emotion is going to be no. You know, why would anyone want to do that? Why would anyone want to continue with the being out of control? You know, where are all my prayers? Are my prayers being answered? I'm trying my best to get these relationships in my life fixed. I'm trying my best to provide for my family, to be there for my loved ones, to be the caregiver of those around me, to do well at my job, just to do my best is what we all strive to do. And am I making a difference? Am I making an impact? Am I making a stand? Am I making a footprint in this community, among my people, in my tribe, whatever? Can we go through all this? We make all these decisions. We do all these so-called accomplishments. And what is it for? And then at the end of the day, if Jesus hasn't come back yet, then at the end of the day, like everyone else throughout history, for the most part, we just die. And then what? You know, I was listening to the Black Parade album by My Chemical Romance recently. If you don't know, that's one of the greatest albums ever written, if, if not in the last 20 years. Or the greatest conceptual albums, as in like an album that tells a story from beginning to end, track by track in the longest time. Besides American Idiot by Green Day, My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade, is a fantastic album. An album that talks about the transition of dying to death to the afterlife and what all the three of those changes resemble in our emotions and in our words and in what we think and believe. Though that whole album is about this uh, patient dying of cancer. He's got not much time left to live. And you know, we just go to that mindset. And a lot of us here in the disabled community have been through those conversations at least once, if not multiple times. 
that we are going to experience the possibility of death, death imminently. Some of us were told we wouldn't be able to live past the age of two or three or five. And yet some of us are still kicking. Whether it be with little, with little medical interference or using tracheas with the help of our loving parents or caregivers or just whoever it was willing to step in and care for us. And then you get to the point of death. It's like, then what? Going back to the album, it's um, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, Gerard Way. He commented on one of the songs and on death itself, talking about the character in the album. It's not the fear of death per se, of dying. It's what is going to happen to my loved ones when this does occur, when I do meet my demise. How will it affect my loved ones? How is it going to affect them in their lives? What will happen to them? That's the real fear of death. If you're blessed enough to have made an impact in the lives of people around you, then you fear that above all else. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, wow, it's been like, let's say about 30 months ago, my dad had heart surgery. I remember it was uh, March 2019, so one year before COVID broke out uh, here in the U.S. And so my dad had heart surgery. He had a mitral valve, a mitral valve uh, fixed. Um, it was going to be replaced, but uh, thankfully they just had to fix it up a little bit instead of replacing the whole valve. And so, you know, he's going through all that, that kind of heart, any kind of heart surgery is scary. Of course it's going to be that way. And so you go into that and his biggest fear was who is going to help take care of my son um, while my wife does most of the work. In other words, who's going to help my family out while I'm busy in this stage of recovery and isolation. You know, that's what he was thinking about during that time. He wasn't thinking about uh, this or that or am I going to be okay for myself? He was thinking about am I going to be okay for my family or better yet, is my family going to be okay during my time with this? That is something that I think we all will come to think about eventually. Did I make that impact in people's lives? The last thing we want to do is hurt our loved ones to feel like we're abandoning them, <clears throat> to feel like we're missing out on them or regretting things we didn't say to them, 
regretting some things we may have said to them, regretting that those relationships were not as good as they could have been. I'm trying to make amends with people who don't feel like amends need to be made and that things are fine the way they are. It's those kind of things that matter the most. You know, we may live in a um, live in an American society. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're in America, you know what I'm talking about. In a very individualized society where we're all about doing what's best for us and no one else. Uh, doing what we want to do. Keeping the focus on our goals and keeping our eye on the ball. And making it all about... I in the word team. Even though growing up, we were taught that there is no I in the word team. Well, it seems just like the dare challenge. It seems like that has been thrown out the window as well. So it comes down to how will you affect those around you and how will you leave a legacy? A word that I'm starting to hear more and more often. More so from a friend of mine and maybe a few other friends of mine. Or just, you know, especially when you're in the disabled community, you get to visit uh, with death and the possibility of death on multiple occasions, as I've said before. So, you know, after a while, you and death kind of start hanging out. After a while, you watch games together, you hang out in the hospital together. You and Death kind of, you know, you start to have a thing with each other. You know, it's just kind of a a weird place. And they come to the point where, where am I going to be? Who have I helped in life? Have I spent enough time with my family? Have I been there for my friends as much as they have been there for me? Or other way around, have my friends, do my friends know to be there for me as much as I've been there for them? You know, I was talking to someone recently that just feels like they give, they give, they give, and no one gives back to them in return. Not in the sense of scratch my back, I scratch yours, but in the sense of you give to people and they continue to take and take without lifting a finger or just to ask the question, thanks, but how are you doing? Like, do people ignore the givers? You know, it's like, do people really care for the helpers and the workers in the vineyard? Do people for the most part really care for those that go out of their way for the unsung heroes, for the good Samaritans out there in the world who just want to do good and go unnoticed in the sense of they want to do good without the craving of publicity or the need for accolades or credit or attention? No. We all feel like at some point we get in the mindset of 
I need more credit for this. But what does Jesus really teach us? To pray and love and support our neighbors all around us, close and far, in the church, outside the church, without the desire of being seen by others so that we may not boast, so that we may not brag about it, so, so that we may not be seen as higher in our relationship with Christ than others. True, some of us may be stronger in the faith in the sense of how we choose to desire Christ over other things. Or maybe we've been in the faith a little bit longer or whatever, but no one is better or superior. No one is higher or above others. There are simply different roles. Some people are planters of the faith. He taught to people about Jesus. He taught to people about doing good in the world. He taught to people about God, whatever. And if they hear you and they listen, you planted a seed. And maybe God will work the rest in them. Or someone else in their life will step in and go into the uh, stage of watering that seed and working it and harvesting what someone else will do. You know, we catch the fish and Jesus cleans them. But what does all this have to do with feeling out of control? Feeling like our prayers don't get answered? Wondering what is this promised healing from scripture? The point of death and afterlife. If there is one, some way ask if not a lot of us. And a lot of this has to do with what next? There's a brand new show on NBC right now called Ordinary Joe, and it's so cool. And it's so great. It's like the show This Is Us, but instead of three time periods that all connect in the lives of those triplets, Ordinary Joe does it in a way of a guy named Joe who comes to a point in this episode where he has three options in a decision he needs to make. All three options split off into three potential timelines. There's the red timeline, which is in which he becomes a rock star and marries a new girl he met at graduation. In the green timeline, he goes uh, to the beach with his best friend Jenny and they get married and they have a kid with muscular dystrophy and he becomes a nurse at a hospital. In the blue timeline, he uh, goes into the family business of becoming a police officer, following in his dad's footsteps, who died in the story on 9-11. And it's the whole episode, if not all the episodes coming up, switch back and forth between these alternate 
timelines of possibilities of how our decisions impact other people, impact ourselves, and how there are always constants and variables. What I mean by that is every decision we make will have different outcomes, but there are still constants or similarities that will overlap. And so it comes to this, and no matter what we choose, God's control and God himself and the Holy Spirit, they see the whole picture. No matter what we choose, we only see it in the now. And there's different branches of decisions we make. You know, you got those books, those choose your own adventure books. Or if we do this, this will happen. If we go that way, we'll end up there. It's that kind of thing. But God sees the whole book ahead of time. He wrote the book. He knows what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And he knows the right people to come into our life and the right people to leave our lives. And how no matter what we choose, God's provision helps us make an impact. We wonder about our dead loved ones who are gone already and didn't get to live the life they could have had. You know, we don't know that. We don't know what God had planned. But there's comfort in this because those who are passed away in Christ, they will rise with Jesus first. There is a resurrection. It's not over for anyone who dies in Christ. For Jesus Christ is the blessed hope for us all. The blessed hope that there is life and joy after death. There, all this is for something. No matter what we feel, it's not for nothing. We may feel out of control, and that's the point. We are not the ones in control, but are we okay with that? Are we okay with not feeling completely in control? That someone else, the Lord God, is in control. If anything, that brings me more comfort than feeling like I need to be control in control all the time. Feeling stressed and anxious that I always need to have the control or the pride to say what is what. We all feel that way. I'm very guilty of that uh, in many ways. But the more I think and the more we give that up, the less stressed we'll be. We have to give it all to God for he is the blessed hope and he is the one that controls our lives. We are out of control, very much all out of control. And that's okay because God is always in control of us in the sense that we are all in 
his arms safe and that Jesus died for you and all your sins and because of him we have joy let's pray together shall we in Jesus mighty name we pray for all who are listening to this for people who feel out of control and stressed feeling like there's something missing in their lives where we all feel like there's something missing in the sense that we have that empty hollow spot in our hearts lord we feel like there is something empty that we are longing for we try to fulfill it with sex we try to fulfill it with love in all the wrong places when we didn't get it in our childhoods or maybe we didn't get it from the people we hoped we would get it from and that we put our bet on it but Lord, we put our bet on you and we put our complete faith and our complete trust in you. Lord, life can really suck and be difficult. Sometimes, Lord, there's so much misery and hopelessness around us, but the hope and the blessed hope that is in you, Lord God, outweighs all of that infinitely. We trust in you. We love you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 39 of Handy Schlaft. I'm your host, the Reverend Jordan Schrader. Hope you all take care. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Take care, of course. As always, keep the faith. God bless.